Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Do you know the most used word in the book of Revelation is angels? That is correct. In the first coming of Jesus Christ, angels played a key role, both good angels and evil angels. You see, evil angels that take possession of a human body, they're called demons. I have a series entitled Angels and Prophecy. It's a five-hour CD audio series available for you, and you can go to our website or call our toll-free number. I'll give you those locations in just a moment and get your copy of it. You need to understand what angels are doing doing today. They are there for us as Christians. They are there to protect us, our guardian angels. At death, you know what happens? Angels gather us up. We don't die alone. We die with the angels gathering us up and taking us to the person of Jesus Christ. I'm getting ahead of myself. I want you to have a copy of this five-hour audio series on CD, and we'll tell you how to do that. But let me let you listen to an introduction of this study, and I'll get back with you in a moment, and we'll tell you how you can get your copy. Right now, the introduction to angels and prophecy. But then there's a seraphim. Look over in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah, I think it's chapter 6. Isaiah 6, 2 and 3. Above it stood, well, back up to verse 1, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. That's not the temple of God. That's the temple in the heavenly. Here Isaiah is seeing a heavenly vision. They saw, I saw God and his train, and there were seraphim. Look what it says here, verse 2. Above it stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings with twine, and he covered his face, and with twine he covered his feet, and with two he, he did fly. And so the seraphim are different. They have six wings, one face, and they fly with two, cover his face, and have different responsibility. They're in a location. The seraphim, we'll see in just a moment, the seraphim replaced Lucifer, the most beautiful of all the angels, to be the ones who cover. They're at the throne of God in the third heaven, overlooking the throne of God where God is seated, and these seraphim are covering that area. They replaced the most beautiful of all the angels that was created for that particular responsibility because he decided to be God. And then in Revelation chapter 4, just uh, one other group of of, uh, angels, they're talked about as creatures or as beasts. Look at chapter 4, verse 6. Here again, a vision in the heavenlies. And before the throne, verse 6, Revelation 4, And before the throne there was a sea of glass like a crystal. In the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. I'm not even quite sure exactly what that is. But I mean, it was a creature full of eyes all over the place. And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf, and the third beast had the face of a man. By the way, these are all individual beasts, but they have one face similar to what the cherubim had, but but they're only each having one face. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle, same thing, representing Jesus Christ in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the lion, the calf, the man, and the eagle. The calf would be the servant, like the ox. Verse 8, And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, similar to the seraphim, but different as such. 
and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night. What were they doing? Saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And so service, the angels were created for service, to serve God. Well, not only to serve God, we'll find out later, to serve people who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And not only that, they were created to serve the Jewish people in a very unique way. Because the other group of angels, and we only have really documented evidence of one, but that would be the archangel. The archangel, meaning chief messenger. Archangel is used twice in the Bible. First Thessalonians chapter 4, when the archangel will shout at the rapture of the church, will be caught up. Then in Jude chapter 9, when it's talking about, uh, no, not chapter 9, verse 9, when it's talking about that the archangel Michael contended with the devil over the body of Moses. Only two times we have the word archangel in the scriptures. And probably, we know for sure Michael is an archangel. It says so in the scriptures, Jude. But probably Gabriel, we'll study more about this on Wednesday, Gabriel was an archangel as well. And so they're the categories of angels, the cherubim, the seraphim, the creatures of, uh, with eyes all over them of Revelation chapter 4, and the archangels created for the purpose of, of, of serving God. And that was their unique purpose. Well, now we have all created good angels that are alive and well on planet Earth. We know angels have fallen, and so how do we find out when they fell? Well, we don't have any place in the Bible that says when they fell. So again, we have to study the Word of God in its context, determine. Go back to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Let's see if we can determine when the fall of angels took place. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 31. God takes six days, I believe, six literal 24-hour days, he takes six 24-hour days. He creates the heavens and the earth and is all that is therein. Everything, including angels. Now look what happens. Verse 31, Genesis 1. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. And so God says, everything I've created is good. It's fine. It's wonderful. It's marvelous. Chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than all the beasts of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden? <laughs> you don't believe that, do you? The serpent. Who's the serpent? Well, I know according to Revelation chapter 12, verse 8, I think it is, or 9, the serpent, that old dragon is the devil, is Satan. And so from chapter 1, verse 31, when everything he had created in six days was good, in chapter 3, verse 1, when he appears as a serpent, walking around on his hind legs, but he'll be cast to the ground, never to walk again, but to crawl in the dust because of what he does, his deception of God's creation, man and woman. The serpent appears, and there has been a fall of the angels. After the sixth day, 
before the fall of man. How long was that? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think it was a pretty short time, not very long. But now, now what account do we have of the fall? Well, glad you asked. It's over in the book of Isaiah. In fact, it's in Isaiah and Ezekiel. Look at Isaiah 14. The classic passages on the fall of Satan in the book of Isaiah. Sorry to run you around so much, but in order to get all this stuff, you know, they don't have one chapter in here that deals with all of these questions about angels. You've got to go through the book. You've got to study the entire word of God. Isaiah chapter 14, and get Ezekiel chapter 28 at the same time, uh, because we're going to go over to Ezekiel chapter 28 as well. Isaiah 14, and then let me just say, I have studied Isaiah and Ezekiel enough to understand that both Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel chapter 28 are not only talking about the devil, Satan, we'll find out what his name was then and we'll tell you why his name was changed to Satan, but uh, I understand that these two portions of scripture, Isaiah chapter, 20, uh, chapter 14 and Ezekiel chapter 28, are talking about world leaders at the time. It's talking about the king of Babylon in Isaiah chapter 14. And uh, that was uh, uh, probably the king of Assyria at that time, Sennacherib, who was also, because Babylon at this time of Isaiah 14 was a vassal of the Assyrian empire, he was thus known as the king of Babylon as well. You study first, uh, Second Kings, you, that gives you a better understanding, verse chapter 18. But So I know he's talking about that, but as we read the, the scriptures and understand everything that's being said, you're going to realize that it's talking in addition about Lucifer, the most beautiful of all created beings, the most beautiful of the angels, the one that had the responsibility of covering God at the throne of God. Look what happens. Verse 12, Isaiah 14. How art thou fallen from heaven? king of Babylon was never in heaven. So I know this is not, not, not talking about the king. It's a, a use of parallelism that the, the Hebrews use. But how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Hill El in Hebrew, meaning the shining one. And in fact, it goes ahead to say, son of the morning, the brightest morning star, O Lucifer. That was the name used. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cut down from the, to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? Oh boy, that weaken the nations. We're going to see how that is a part of the strategy of the end times. Verse 13, for thou hast said to thine, in thy heart, I will. Now notice something. There's a phrase that's continually repeated here, and when that happens, you've got to understand why it's there. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also on the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I, verse 14, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. The pride of Lucifer created the most beautiful of all the angels. He said, I will be like God. I will. May I give a personal testimony? Every time I say, I will, he has a way of casting me down. I just got to learn that lesson. I'm 58 years old. I haven't learned it yet. Please be patient with me. God's not finished yet. <laughs> but uh, I ought to. And there's a practical aspect of the study of Satan. 
I will. I will ascend. I will be above. I will be like God. Our toll-free number is 877-674-3298. Now, you can call somebody standing by. They will take your order if you would like to have a copy of the five-part audio series on CD entitled Angels and Prophecy. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and there you can make your order at our shopping mall. This is a must. You have to have a study on angels. They will play a key role in the end times, as I said early on. Angels, the most used word in the book of Revelation, they play a role that is so significant with the return of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hope you'll enjoy this study when you get your copy of Angels and Prophecy. Thank you so very much for listening to this introduction to Angels and Prophecy. And I pray that as we study together about what is going to happen in the end times, you will come to the understanding we are living in the days when Jesus Christ will shout, the archangel will shout, the trouble of God will sound, and we'll be caught up to be with him in the air. That's the rapture. That could happen at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until.